and welcome to another episode of Careering, where we interview fearless females about what makes them tick both in business and in life. I'm your host, Lori Halter, and I can't wait to have you here today's episode. Let's jump right in. Today on our podcast, I'm with Denise Casagrande, who's the president and COO of PCG Digital. I heard Denise speak at the Women in Automotive Conference back in spring, and I knew immediately she would be the perfect fit for this podcast. So welcome, Denise. Hey, Lori. Thanks for having me. You bet. Um, I'm going to jump right in because I'm sure there's a question you're asked all the time. You went from being a social media specialist at PCG in 2015 to the now president and COO. Congratulations. And more importantly than the congrats, how in the world did you make this happen? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great question to start with. And, you know, I do get this asked often, and even um, younger professionals will message me on LinkedIn or my Facebook page and just kind of say, um, you know, what's and what is a good fast track to success? How how do right. you do this? So so yeah. So I started in um, 2015 at PCG Digital, and I came from um, e-commerce marketing. So I really didn't I didn't have a background in automotive marketing at all. My you know uh, style at that point was very much e-commerce and branding. Mm-hmm. And when I started at PCG, um, you know, social media was just really you know, getting going for automotive, you know, the clientele at PCG at that time were not doing social media. I think we had maybe four clients and our total that was spent monthly for those clients was only like three grand a month in advertising spend. Um, So part of me just felt that there was such an opportunity and knowing what I had known already about social media marketing, I was like, well, yeah. You know, I feel like I could tailor this to meet automotive needs, right? Because at that time, and you, I'm sure you remember, it was always, can Facebook really sell you cars, right? Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I kind of took that and dove in. And what had happened was, um, at the time, we were redoing the PC, no, excuse me, we were creating the PCG Learning Center, PCGtraining.com, yes. and I was asked to record the videos um, for social media. And an individual named Brian Pash heard me speak (laughs) on those shooting videos. And he called the office and asked to speak to me. And he was like, I heard you speak on these videos. And I'm wondering if you would like to speak professionally. Wow. And the rest is kind of history. Um, Oh. Yeah. So great. Isn't that great? What's neat about that, and this truly is not a podcast to, like, bash men, so I'm so happy you brought that up. The beauty of that is, like, mentorship can come from men or women. They just need to see something in an individual, not necessarily a female or a male, just leadership in an individual. Yeah. No, 100%. And from there, it was just I always was put in front of the right people and – you know, I got to speak, and then Glenn Pash took me to Driving Sales Executive Summit, yeah. um, and I spoke with him. He added me into his presentation, and they just always kind of put me in front of the right people and gave me the opportunities, and I just kind of took it and ran with it, honestly. So even when uh, Brian was like, you know, you should really write a book, I just went, okay. You know, I never said no <laughs> to anything. I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I can do that. And even when I wasn't as skilled as I am now, they still made me submit to speak at NADA. And that's what I wow. loved about working with them. It was even though they knew I probably was going to get the rejection, they still always made me do it. 
Um, and right. last year, you know, I was my, I obviously got to speak at NADA, but I had applied like three times before that. But that's what, you know, was so great about working for Brian and Glenn is that they always were like, well, you should do this, you should do that, and you should try this, and you should do that. And everything I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, I love and then, that. I yeah, love and then, that. And that actually <laughs> speaks to two different trends. One is it, like that I've seen a common theme, I feel like, among leaders. One is that you jump in before you're truly ready. You're kind of like, yeah. I'm just going to jump in and learn as I go. And the other is just saying yes, saying yes, yes. enough, so like, and being curious about learning. Right, and I'm very team-oriented, too, which I think contributed into a lot. Like, if I'm involved in something, I promote that something out the wazoo. Like, if I believe in something, <laughs> I'm all for it. And um, I just, you know, loved to represent the company and, um, yeah. you know, be involved in, you know, our events and everything. So when the time came to make this um, switch or decision back in March – um, I was, you know, super ready to become president and COO. I wanted to be um, not only, you know, in charge of the operations of the day-to-day of the company to, you know, lead it to, you know, greater success than it already has, but I also wanted to be that leader and mentor to the staff. Um, yeah. You know, because there's a – I mean, the staff that we have that I have currently at PCG, they're just so talented, right? And I wanted them to have a figure that would push them the way that I was pushed. Um, uh. So I love it. I thought it. Yeah. So that's kind of how it all happened. <laughs> and, well, and that transitions beautifully into one of my next questions, which is, you know, as mainly female, this question kind of mainly uh, is for females, as you see more females coming into automotive and specifically coming up through the ranks through, like, PCG, what do you tell them? How do you motivate them? And especially in this industry, is it different in this industry than another industry? And, you know, how do you do that? Yeah, so I think, and I think this speaks for not only the females um, in the company, but the males too. You know, the, the automotive industry is bred on, um, you know, uh, confidence, right? Um, mm-hmm. And yes. they know what they want, and they, you know, uh, just are understand and have that demeanor about them that they, um, you know, know what is going to help their business succeed, right? So from a digital standpoint, when my staff gets on phones with some of the digital partners, you know, it's, they get a little intimidated sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but we've worked very hard for them to come into their own. And one of the things that I always tell them is you are the specialist and you know what you're talking about. Um, and have mm-hmm. you earned the right to talk about what you're talking about? So for instance, I, I'm very big on a growth mindset with the staff. You know, I want them to always mm-hmm. be learning and always be growing because as they're met with questions from the digital partners and as, um, you know, they're put in front of people at conferences and this and that, I want them to be, you know, educated on their topic but also have the confidence in order to, you know, just prove themselves in that aspect. Um, so yeah. I think that that's always my biggest piece of advice you know, whether it's the, you know, males or the females, it's you're the specialist, you know what you're doing. I do think that it can be a little more challenging um, for the females, especially some of the younger girls. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, but I don't think that it's just the automotive industry to tell you the honest to God truth. I think, um, you know, I even from my networking and meeting other people, you can just, you know, feel certain things, um, you're not seen as somebody who is that thought leader, that public figure in that aspect. Um, 
And you know what? I've just always told myself, listen, if I've earned the right to talk about it and I know what it is that I want to say, then I've got nothing to lose at the end of the day. Um, so I think that's so fantastic. And my guess just from knowing you and being your friend is that um, you win them over, my guess would be nine times out of ten, if not ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> you got to kill them with kindness. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, along those lines, kind of moving to another topic, I really am very interested in the idea of bringing balance. So like exactly like you're talking about, you're always learning, you're always reaching. You know, before we hopped on the podcast, we were discussing you recently got married. Married, Congratulations. Thank you, Kyla. And uh, you were talking about, you know, even on your honeymoon, I was giving you a hard time because you were still doing like vlogs. And you were saying, look, work is really, work really grounds me. So I would love to, you know, kind of explore how you feel. Do you feel there can be balance when you're really um, moving toward a leadership role in business? And if mm -hmm. so, how do you find that? Yeah, so there definitely has to be that balance. And, you know, if you look at your life as a pie, right, how much of a percentage mm -hmm. of that pie are you going to give to each thing? And now this is something that yeah. I've recently the past year started to really work on because, you know, prior to this it was probably, you know, 50% Denise's other stuff, 50% Denise's career. <laughs> and yeah. I realized that unfortunately for me, and it's, I mean, listen, I love my career, I love my work, but I started to give up on things I used to love. And I didn't yeah. even realize I was doing it. Um, you know, yoga, for instance, I used to do a ton of yoga, and I kind of just, um, you know, lost that, and then painting, or, yeah. you know, anything that I used to just really enjoy, I kind of, everything was just focused on the goals and getting to where I needed to be, which were, I didn't even know where I needed to be, right? I just was in this <laughs> mentality of head down, do work, and, you know, great things are going to come to you. Um, yeah. And now, I've really been focusing on, you know, the past year and leading into next year of that how much of the pie of Denise is, is contribute, like what percentage goes into each thing, you know? Yeah. Um, how much of my uh, thoughts and everything goes into yoga and how much of this goes into career and how much of this goes into housework, you know? And it's, I yeah. think I always used to get caught up and I had to be good at everything or get everything done all at once. And let me tell you, like I was not a good student at all. At all. So this is a very new thing for me to be excelling. Um, mm -hmm. It takes me by surprise, honestly, Lori, every day. Like when you're like, I love you it. did this in four years. I'm like, I don't know how I did it. You know, I just was. <laughs> you're like, head down, do my work, head down. Yeah, exactly. So this is very new for me to be doing well <laughs> at things. Um, you know, and it's just kind of, I take it day by day, but I also now put a lot of you know, thought into how I'm spending my days. And I really looked at, like, my yeah. hours in a week. Um, you know, you take out time for sleeping, obviously. You take out a little time for driving. You take out time that you're physically in the office. And then I'm like, look at all right. these extra hours I have. Like, you think you don't have a lot of time, but you do have a lot of time. And yeah. you can yeah. really honestly be anything that you want to be at the end of the day. Like, once you leave that office, if you want to explore something else, you've got to not – everyone has an iPhone in their hand. You could learn anything. You know, we've got, we're right. so blessed that we have this world at our fingertips where we can explore anything that we want to, really. It just takes hard work and dedication. Well, and I think also, like, I'm starting to find this in my own life because I'm kind of – I'm a lot like you. Like, I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. But then you kind of get to a point where I realize that, 
yes, I've been pushing, but have I been really intentional about where I'm right. necessarily going or like where I'm spending my time? So I think mm-hmm. once you kind of get very intentional about, like you're saying, sort of where am I spending my time? How much time am I spending doing it? And for the amount of time that I'm like aimlessly looking through Facebook, could I instead right. be painting or working on that book that I've been waiting to write or right. whatever, whatever your creative endeavor is? I right. think you, it does really open your eyes to just sort of being intentional about things and having a goal at how much that helps to get where you need to be. Oh, for sure. And I think a lot of what I used to miss out on was enjoying the journey to get where I needed to be. So, like, when I look back at when I was writing my book, I hated every second of it until the book (laughs) arrived in the box. (laughs) Right. You know, because all I – but all I wanted to do was get to the end result. And looking back, I really wish that I would have enjoyed it more and enjoyed the process and – you know, slowed down, but yes. you live and you learn, you know, and now I'm a different person. So, um, exactly. And I won't with be the book. same person a year from now either. Exactly. With a book. So. <laughs> so along these lines, this is actually perfect about what is kind of your next, do you have like this big outlandish kind of goal or dream and what steps are you taking right now to sort of lead to the next accomplishment? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I honestly think it's been kind of a whirlwind for me the past four years. Yeah. Um, you know, becoming a public speaker and, um, you know, uh, becoming the president and winning 40 under 40 and all of that. So I kind of right now am in a moment where I'm like, it's kind of exciting to think what else could be done. You know, I, I wake up every day and I'm like, things are just, I'm just so blessed and I'm so grateful. And I just am excited about what else can possibly you know, come into play. But, you know, my biggest dream, and honestly, is, you know, eventually one day I do want to own my own business agency, what have you. Um, Yeah. And I just have this dream and this vision of, you know, (laughs) I would love to have a second home in Charleston. I love Charleston. Uh, George and I both really, you know, fell in love with it. And um, it's just my goal to have another piece of property there. And I would love if I just had this team where we could go to Charleston once a yeah. year for like cultural building and team building. And I don't know that I know that that sounds so ridiculous, but that is like my, no, goal actually is. I'm trying to figure out how I can work for you once you begin this fitting <laughs> agency. Cause I also like Charleston. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't, but that's just my dream. You know, like I really enjoy leading and growing teams or yes. something else that I thought of is I would make at some time in my life, maybe almost a killer, um, fixer of businesses, almost like that CEO yeah. that comes in, fixes business for two years, and then leaves. Like, I enjoy that. Um, yeah. So who knows what could happen. But kind of that's, the long, I think, yeah, I like, I like yeah. that idea. Well, and you mentioned your husband, George. How do, you all, how do you both make it work? Kind of does he have a different uh, sensibility about work than you do, or do you, are you very similar? How do you keep that balance in your marriage? We, yeah, so we are both hardcore, like, workers-driven um, we've always had opposite schedules. So when I first met mm-hmm. George, he worked at um, a very popular bar um, at the Jersey Shore, and he obviously would be working till 3, and then I would get up and go to work at 8 a.m. So we've always had opposite schedules. Now he's in yeah. a car dealership. That's the same kind of situation um, where he sometimes doesn't get home till 9.30 at night. But we make it work because we're just passionate, like, about just being the best that we can be um, yeah. together. So. I, think I love for that. The both I love of us. That. Yeah, even though, like, I mean, of course, tomorrow I'm leaving for Palm Beach for the conference. And, you know, does it 
it does it stink being away from home for a couple of days? You know, it does. Like the more traveling I do, the more when it comes, I'm like, oh boy. But yeah, I it's like it's okay. You know, him and I have this all figured out and planned out, and we know that this is just how our lives are, and it also is what makes us happy. Honestly, at the end of the day, um, you know, he works Saturdays, so we can't do weekend trips, and it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's right? Just, this is this is how it is, and this is what we do, and we're happy. Um, you know, we're very fulfilled, and I think a lot of it is that we're both in careers that we just really enjoy. I think that that contributes yes. to a lot of it. Well, and I think it's great that you have found someone who has a similar, uh, you know, work ethic and feeling toward putting in hard work and effort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think, I think it's great that we both vibe off, of each- and we both challenge each other very much, too. So, like, a lot of the things that um, sometimes even that I write about, honestly, to tell you the honest God truth, is conversations that George and I have had at the kitchen table. So, like, some of my greatest marketing ideas, he's in yeah. the background almost telling me and guiding me in these marketing ideas. It's so strange the way that we vibe off of each other that way. Um, yeah. I could only imagine what would happen if him and I did work together because a lot of it is each other. It's almost like we're in each other's background, you know, giving each other those extra (laughs) pushes or those extra, you know, bits of information, um, which is great. I love that. Um, Okay, so how can companies hire ladies just like you? (laughs) What advice do you give to have them – kind of hire, onboard, retain women, not only in automotive, but just like how do how can companies look for real like female go-getters? Sure. You honestly, and this is something that like I've even um, talked about, you know, with other people that are, you know, employing for their businesses or whatnot, you have to find people that have the same um, kind of common goals as yourself, right? Because yeah. it's just going to make your life easier as you're leading and growing your team. And for people like us, and how we, you know, motivate and drive, it's almost as if we have this different fire in the belly that not everybody right. has. Um, yep. and, it, and, it's, and it's good. And, you know, and I even like, you know, how companies run where you maybe have, you know, seven who have that fire in the belly, and you maybe have nine that don't, but they support the others. Um, yeah. You know, not everybody is going to work and function the same way, but you always want to make sure that people want to grow within your own company when you're hiring them. Um, you know, a red flag always is when you ask somebody, you know, what are you looking for in a company? And if they don't say growth, it's not it, – it, they're for you. You want the people that are like, yeah. I want to work here, I want to grow here and in my career, and that's like an A-plus all around. Um, yeah. You know, even I, – I mean, it's so funny because, you know, obviously we're always hiring a PCG and looking at things, and some of the resumes – that I get across their stellar, stellar resumes, but they come in and they just don't interview well or they just don't want that growth. They just want a job, which is okay. But at the end of the day, I know that I have a goal for this company to become even greater than it is. So I need people on my team that are just like me and the, you know, others in the company. Yes, I love that answer, and I think you're absolutely right on in terms of finding the people. I love the fire in the belly kind of idea. And then also, though, the people to support them. So I think, right. you, I think you're right in that you need both. You need, the, you need kind of the go-getters and the people that are going to rush the mountain, and then you need the people that are like, I'm coming behind with snacks and water. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I love it. 
Well, do you have any last bits of advice for our listeners? You've been so helpful, and I think, like I said, they can learn so much from you. Um, is there anything that we didn't, uh, you know, land on that you'd like to discuss? I just would like to tell everybody to just be themselves as they're growing in their careers. Don't think that you have to change your mentality or your um, beliefs in order to grow and fit in somewhere. Um, you know, greatest example of that is for me personally, I know that I am never going to be somebody that wakes up at 5 a.m. and answers emails. <laughs> I like my eight and a half hours of sleep, and I used to beat myself up over it, but I function very well on eight and a half hours of sleep, and that's what I want to do. Yep. But in so many things, I'm so glad that I've always stayed true to my beliefs and who I was as an individual and, you know, stood up for others when people weren't. And so I, that's just my biggest advice to everybody, you know, carry those great traits into your career. Such wonderful advice. And the truth is, if you are truly being true to yourself and acting in a way that represents who you are as a person, you're going to find success no matter what those traits are because you will find the path that best integrates with who you're showing to the world. 100%. Yeah. Well, Denise, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time today. And uh, Oh, my goodness, of course. For, to think about. Great. Love it. 